Blog Talk Radio.
traditional knowledge among the Miniaka, the drum is the focal point of Yaya's life story and his link through the universal medium of music with the Western world. And gracefully, this book is translated and transcribed and introduced by co-author Mitchell Hall. The Healing Drum traces Yaya's extraordinary cultural legacy, exploring the Miniaka view of the human being and the cosmos relative to clarity of existence, relative to the daily work that's um, performed throughout the community, celebration in herbal medicines, dance, traditions, trance, initiation, and death. In the tradition of the Miniaka, music is a remedy for both physical and psychological imbalances thus harmonizing the forces of the visible and the invisible worlds. And with wit and intelligence and the sure gift of a born storyteller, Yaya Diallo brings the tradition of his people to life. His story is at once uplifting and sobering and poignant and also aesthetically uh, translated and given to us, carrying to us a message of untrapped and untapped wisdom and power. And this thus being the message of the healing drum. I will just uh, defer for a moment from the book of the healing drum and just to share with you that just yesterday my wife and I uh, participated in a, uh, a parade that was uh, introduced to me some years ago, actually some 42 years ago, the International African Arts Festival was uh, started by Brother D2 Uyusi and his um, comrades and uh, colleagues and spiritual brothers and sisters from a place which is known as the East. And um, it started as one block, uh, a ceremony for uh, Pan-African and African traditions and the Pan-African aspirations. And it then migrated over to a school called Boys and Girls High School. And in their football field, uh, every year this celebration occurred of African heritage. And um, it would, for a whole week, it would be uh, attended by the likes of everyone throughout the Brooklyn, Brooklyn community, which happens to be the largest um, uh, borough in in New York City, and I think one of the largest geographical locations in the United States of people of African descent from the diversified parts of the African diaspora. So I, I've always had a personal relationship with this particular celebration, and uh, I'm, I'm a jazz drummer, and I play a number of other instruments, but one of my main instruments that I'm uh, constantly performing and, and partaking in especially in drum circles and here at home with my wife and our friends and relatives that come to visit us, is to play the drum, whether it be in our temple or in our backyard. And my wife, being a musician as well, uh, she plays a number of instruments and as well as being a teacher of a number of instruments. So the healing drum is not just a whimsical or a, a book that I just chose to identify with because of the history of the drum, but it has a personal place in my heart as a musician. 
So I just wanted to share that with you that yesterday's experience was um, the second time that actually I performed in the, um, in the parade as a drummer. It just so happens that the first time was in the year 2011, and I was one of about maybe seven or eight different drummers, uh, uh, African drummers. And then we had the drum corps of westernized um, military-oriented uh, drumming you know, with the drum and bugle core type of uh, vibration. And I must also fast forward that, to say that I was able to develop a relationship with the leadership of the military-type drumming of youngsters that were in that um, particular group, so that indeed to see if there can be a conversation had uh, between us so that we can mesh the two, if we will, to have a dialogue so that we can go back in the sense of Sankofa Go back from whence we came so that that can also be hopefully an, an added uh, solution towards the plight of our community in terms of violence. And it's my contention that the violence is as a result of us, not those of us who do know, not practicing and not sharing the knowledge of our history, of our roots. And then, of course, most of us who do not know our roots, especially as it pertains to the African drum. So I just thought I'd share that with you. Uh, it was uh, a parade that was, you know, greatly received. We marched down uh, the streets of Brooklyn. Uh, some of it, the path in which Nelson, our beloved brother, President Nelson Mandela, um, drove down those streets, was driven down those streets towards Boys and Girls High School, if I may say, uh, some 25 years ago or so when he became the president of, uh, of South Africa. And that was one of the parade marshals, as a matter of fact. And it just brought back memories. So wherever the drum is played, there is a healing aspect that evolves from that experience. Those of us who are playing the drums as we honor our ancestors, and then those of us who are fortunate enough to hear the beat of the drum, because it brings us together, we begin to realize that we are interdependent upon one another, that we are each other's healer and protector as we beat and breathe to the rhythms of the African drum. So please uh, bear with me for a moment. I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll be back with you so that we can now start reviewing the book titled The Healing Drum.
Okay, I'm back, and thank you for your patience. Um, yes, I want to pick up on an area that I think might be of mutual interest to those of you who are listening. And, and again, I want to thank all of you who have tuned in, those of you who are listening via phone. If you'd like to share some thoughts with us, please feel free by um, pressing the number one button, and that will indicate to me that you're raising your hand and that you'd like to uh, share some thoughts with us. And, of course, those of you in the chat room, it would be a pleasure to um, share thoughts with you as well. And if you'd like to make any comments and share any statements, feel free to do so, and I would share it with the listening audience. So, uh, as I mentioned before, the um, healing drum written by Brother Yaya Diallo and Mitchell Hall goes deep into the traditions of the Minyaka tribe, which Yaya was born into. He says the killing of the ego is something that uh, this chapter reviews in terms of him mentioning that in their apprenticeship, their musical apprenticeship, we often hear this paradoxical principle in the craft of music. Make your friends your enemies and your enemies your friends. Thus, an intended, this is intended to teach the value of criticism. So friends who only uh, flatter you as a musician for his playing but do not help him develop his art, they lack discernment. And enemies, that is, criticize of his playing, make him and help him to stay humble and to work for improvement. A musical father will work on this aspect of a student's personality to help him become immune to the forced pride and to remain open to honest criticism. In this way, an apprentice learns to evaluate criticism for any uh, type of trial and, and, and truth that they may seek in their, in their quest for growing up to being a full um, adult human being. I must share my sentiment about this in that although I am a drummer, I am not a master drummer, as uh, I, I have a few in my life who I've met, and uh, even Brother um, Baba Alatunji uh, from Nigeria. It was his album, it was he, through his album, Drums of Passion, that inspired me to want to become a drummer. It was his album, Drums of Passion, that actually awakened me to realizing that I was a man of African descent and not a Negro, not a, uh, a, a, a person who happened to be here in the Americas who um, was just dark-skinned but had no roots. It was he, through his album of Drums of Passion, that allowed me to explore my African roots and to come to terms with the fact that, indeed, even though when I learned about him, I was... Uh, growing up with a brother who many know in our communities throughout the world of, of the hip-hop community and rap community and spoken word, Brother Abby Odun Oyewoli and I grew up together in a place called Whittycrest in the Bronx. And this was a boarding school um, children's home. And he and I both developed a very close relationship as friends and spiritual brothers. And I remember him, as we would go to camp every summer, we would be playing 
um, Drums of Passion and other um, recordings from Africa, and uh, along with my jazz recordings, since I was foremost a jazz lover at the time. And he and I became very close. I'm a few years older than he was at the time, presently, of course, but uh, at the time, he was a much younger man, and I was already a uh, teenager, and um, he was always impressed with me and brothers and sisters like myself who were always uh, talking about our African roots and and also our jazz uh, history as it was uh, displayed through the music of Miles Davis and John Coltrane and uh, just a host, Bolognese Monk. You know, I can go on and on for another five minutes just naming names and never get finished with uh, uh, expounding upon those masters on whose shoulders we stand upon, especially from a spiritual musical perspective. So ego was uh, a very big part of that. And uh, I'm humbled whenever I play in a drum circle because I'm a functionary drummer. You know, my drumming is from more so from the love of the music and from the notion of intent, the healing intent, knowing that as long as I keep in rhythm, as long as my spirit is imbued through my drumming of love and healing, that I'm doing what is adequate, as well as being led and directed by those who are the master drummers to be on time, to be in beat, to be in sync, as it were. So Minyaka shares with us, I'm not going to go over that this evening, but he shares that when you start learning how to drum in his tribe, that um, you might just play a beat um, for one year, just one simple beat of about maybe five rhythms or four rhythms, you know, um, and it's like wipe on, wipe off in the martial arts community where you're just taught how to just wipe uh, a glass or a mirror or or paint uh, a fence. And just from stroke to stroke to stroke to stroke for months, if not into a year or more. And what it's doing is it's teaching you discipline, teaching you how to maintain form, and but most of all, teaching you how to become egoless. And in the Western community, ego is something that is constantly being expounded upon as being healthy, as being you know needed. Because you're told no one is better than you, you are the best, and so forth, where coming from the African tradition, you're taught that no, that we all are equal to one another and that we're supportive of each other. We're no better than uh, our weakest link, as it were. If one in the family in the community is sick, then we all are sick until that person gets well. So that's the meaning of community communal living, living in unison with one another, which is what the body is about. If you have a portion of your body that is diseased, if there's a cancer cell anywhere in your body that begins to multiply, because we all have cancer, the analogy uh, is made very simple once you get into the metaphysics of, of disease. And if you have a healthy immunizational system, and in this context of the social society and social community, if you have a healthy community of elders who are able to uh, give direction to those misfits in the community who go astray, then indeed they may not be attacked, but they're placed in check. So if there's a cancer cell in the body, 
the cells that are healthy, that 50 trillion cells I just learned recently, I used to think it was 7 to 8 trillion, but it's actually 50 trillion I read recently by a biochemist who says that indeed there are working cells in the body who are directed to that cell that infects the body so that it takes it out, you know, out of circulation and heals the body. So the same is true with the, within the spiritual metaphysical world, that when someone comes into the circle, the drum circle, this is driving it now, taking the analogy to the present uh, train of thought of the healing drum, if someone go, gets into the drum circle and they're exhibiting a certain amount of displaced ego, then, of course, the drumming stops. Or there is some type of communication amongst the drummers to let that drummer know that he or she is not acting appropriately, that indeed you're in the drum circle to be part of a whole, to be in harmony, to be in sync, as it were. So going back to uh, what Diallo explains in The Killing of the Ego, that um, the musical father will work on this aspect of a student's personality to help him become immune to force pride and to remain open to honest criticism. In this way, no apprentice learns to evaluate criticism uh, for any truth it may contain. Many actor musicians are deemed worthy of learning new rhythms for higher levels of musical initiation on the basis of their character as much as their technical proficiency. They cannot pay a price to learn more music or insist that it is their right to do so. It is not a matter of rights, but of merit. And the attitude and behavior of the musician quality uh, qualifies them to pass from one stage to another. On a visit to Frisco, Yaya states, quote, I went with the elders and I went to talk with them about music. And they questioned me, what are you doing here in Canada? And he answered, I play some music and, and teach some courses. And then they asked, for whom? And he said, for the past year, I have been taking my drum and halophone, which is another uh, percussionist, percussion instrument, He's been taking the holophon into the schools and playing with the children. And they continued to question him. Well, what do you do with them? And then Yahya explained, well, to them, how our instruments are made, and I speak to them, and they touch the drums. And for me, they are like my children. I enjoy the contact with them, and often I get mail from them. And they also send me their drawings and letters as well. And then sometimes I even teach, uh, I teach classes all day, and then from time to time I give workshops for adults who want to try playing our music. And I try to give them a, basically a dimension of what we have. And then the elders said, well, good. At least you are in the service of something. If you are just playing for playing's sake, it would not interest us. We would have nothing to give you for that. 
And I want to take a break for a moment and just acknowledge my wife just walked into the studio. And hello, how are you doing, hon? I'm fine. How are you? I'm great. I'm having a great time uh, sharing with the listening audience. I'm just listening uh, and enjoying it. Yes, yes, yes. You know, you can't speak enough about the drum and you turn into this dynamics. And I was sharing with the audience earlier how we had, how we had such a great time yesterday uh, with my drumming in the parade and and you being with me and supporting and just singing and, and participating. Such a healing experience. As long as more of that is necessary. Yes. As uh, matter of fact, I even shared with you my sentiment of maybe having uh, block parties being replaced with drum circles. Of you know, course. Right? Yeah. You know, wouldn't that be such a, an auspicious, auspicious um, event to evolve into? So getting back to Yaya's uh, sharing with us about the elders that he encountered in Canada, he goes on to state that sometimes Westerners go to Africa to improve their drumming skills, and they are questioned about their uh, motivation and, and about the time that they have available. And when they are in a hurry and, and actually intoxicated to the showmanship, they are just given lessons and technique. The Miniaka are aware that a technically skilled player can impress a lot of listeners without touching on what is deepest in the music. Technique can look and sound impressive to outsiders, but lack what is essential within the culture. It has happened that a foreigner is told that he will learn from the best teacher, best might merely imply that the teacher in question is the best available to impact technique, not someone who would give of his heart or share his love or her love of the instrument. He might even be someone who does not care much about morality or the highest potentials of music. Hmm, that says a lot. That says volumes. As I was saying earlier in the show, um, I play drums, and I'm a, considered to be an, a, a pretty decent drummer, but I'm not a master drummer. But some people have actually approached me and considered me to be a master drummer. And I, I, I take that with, uh, with humility, but I know that within my circle of drummers that I've been blessed to be able to perform with, there are many of them who are technically more versed than I am However, the reason why I might be called a master by some is because of my intent. When I play the drum, my intention is to provide a healing experience because I am a minister, because I am a wellness minister, uh, because I am a Reiki practitioner, because I am one who is concerned about the community from a holistic perspective as opposed to just being an impression upon them as an African drummer. So I just wanted to share that with you, that there are many in our community who, um, and I, I must not forget also, there are some drummers who they detect that you don't have the technical proficiency, they deem you not worthy of playing with them. And, of course, there's a certain element of that that's unfortunate because of the fact that one should welcome anyone into their circle uh, as long as they're not being disruptive, 
to partake in the ceremony of drumming by nudging them and letting them know that they need to get back into time, if they get out of time, and with this loving, tender guidance to allow them to experience that experience. Because especially here in the Western Hemisphere, we are in dire need of healing in all aspects of our lives. And within the musical realm, we definitely need that because of the fact that we've allowed those powers that usurp the control, to usurp the loving influence of our elders, of the parents, and allowing the children to do as they want to do when they're not capable of doing the right thing without guidance. So I'm happy that we were able to uh, go over the aspects of the book, The Healing Drum, in terms of the ego and the killing of the ego, and rather than the elimination of the ego. So stay tuned next week, and we will continue to cover this fascinating and educational aspect of the healing drum. And again, I thank you all for tuning in this evening. I end as we begin by giving homage and giving praise to the Most High, giving praise to the ancestors, to the spirits, to the guardians, to the deities, to the Urishas. We give praise that we will continue to share loving thoughts, to share higher self-awareness, that we will support one another in all the areas that we need to be supportive of each other. Thanks to my wife for being in my life. It's given me the unconditional love and support that allows me to do things as I do this evening, to be devoted to sharing the mustard seed of knowledge that I'm able to share and teach so that indeed we shall grow more and more healthy within our community and more and more interdependent and supportive of each other. So I bid thee farewell. Until next week, same time, same station, I say as-salam, as-salamu alaykum, hotep, namaste, peace and love. Have a blessed evening.